This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast where we proclaim and ponder our Sunday Mass readings. Well, today is the 23rd week in Ordinary Time, our Sunday, September 10th, and coming together to hear some beautiful readings on this Sunday. And there's this wonderful connection between the three readings. And you might hear or or listen for this theme here his voice, respond with love and grow in harmony with one another. And as I was reading and reflecting on these scriptures, those are some of the themes that came out to me was really being able to hear and respond that we would, with God's help, reflect him. And so we bring about unity and harmony. So let us begin today with the opening prayer in the Mass. It's called the Collect. And again, these really help us set the mood. I think it helps you to be listening, be listening to the Word, be listening to where the Word is communicating to you and to be open to God's living Word to enter into your life. Let us pray. O God, by whom we are redeemed and receive adoption, Look graciously upon your beloved sons and daughters, that those who believe in Christ may receive true freedom and an everlasting inheritance. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Our first reading today goes to the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 33. Thus says the Lord, you son of man, I have appointed watchmen for the house of Israel. When you hear me say anything, you shall warn them for me. If I tell the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die. And you do not speak out to dissuade the wicked from his way. The wicked shall die for his guilt, but I will hold you responsible for his death. But if you warn the wicked, trying to turn him from his way, and he refuses to turn from his way, he shall die for his guilt, but you shall save yourself. The Word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm, Psalm 95, If today you hear his voice, pardon not your hearts. 
Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing psalms to him. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us, for he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Oh, that today you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the desert, where your fathers tempted me. They tested me, though they had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Our second reading is a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, chapter 13. Brothers and sisters, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no evil to the neighbor, hence love is the fulfillment of the law. The Word of the Lord. Our gospel reading is a reading from the gospel of Matthew, chapter 18. Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have won over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. Amen, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, on this 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, hear and respond. And also, really, the result of harmony comes up in these readings today. I always love to hear about those prophets and, you know, the men and women who went before us, way before us, as God slowly reveals himself to his people prophet by prophet, that he sends the prophets and the judges to interact with the people of the day. And so here's Ezekiel, and this is just a short couple of verses in the book of uh, chapter 33, that is. 
And we hear that the Lord has appointed Ezekiel. In fact, he calls him a watchman for the house of Israel. And so the Lord is saying, when you hear me say something, when I proclaim the truth, you warn those who are wicked about God's truth, and you will warn them for me. If I tell the wicked, oh, wicked one, you shall surely die, and you don't speak out. But if you don't uh, share that truth with others and they die, you're going to be part of the guilt of that death. And I'll hold you responsible. Whoa. So there's something about the importance for us to stay firm on the truth, not only for ourselves. But if we live and believe in the truth, we want that truth for others, for our community, for those around us that God has entrusted. And so there is a responsibility that Ezekiel is receiving as a prophet of the Lord, as one who has been appointed by the Lord. You know, I think about our priests who are ordained to bring us God's word. There's a responsibility that comes with that ordination, with that special consecration to be holy and to to work for in a sense, your whole life mission for God. So too, for all of us baptized Christians, once we are baptized, we're also this watchman. We're also like this watchman who is to proclaim the truth. And we are also to renounce all evil, all of Satan's lies and deceits and lures. We denounce, we renounce. And so there is a responsibility for us to to hear the voice of the Lord and to respond with pointing out to those. There is this fraternal correction that we're going to hear more about in, well, actually in both of the readings here, there's this sense of a fraternal correction, a way of bringing out to the wicked and, and warning. Did God say everyone was going to follow that warning and to respond? No. God's leaving it to the people to respond to the warning or not. But he also is saying, you are my, you are mine, Ezekiel. And I do call you to do the right thing. And I think that's a lesson for us. Where in our lives do we have that responsibility? Who are the people around us? Certainly if we have children in the home, that's that first layer of those that we influence in our daily lives, where we can point out where you are going down the wrong path. We as American citizens have the right to vote. We should be registered voters in our state, in our county, in our country to voice what we believe to be true in God's law in the very simple Again, it's it's election season. We've got things coming in the mail from all these different politicians, whether it's from the school board to the presidency and everywhere in between. But we do have a role to play, a very important role to play as a Christian and to speaking out our voice, God's voice of truth. Here in the Psalm, Psalm 95, and we hear this Psalm often, if today you hear his voice, 
harden not your hearts. There is a sense of when we hear, there's a way in which we respond. And in in these different verses of the psalm we hear, we sing, we bow down and worship, we kneel before the Lord. These are the things we do when we hear the voice of God. We respond with worship when we hear the voice of God. We we respond with a praise, with an acknowledgement of who God is as the awesome creator. And we respond with that love. Love is really the cornerstone, isn't it? And we hear this from St. Paul. This is so beautiful. It really wraps it all up. This is Romans 13 verses eight through 10. Oh, nothing to anyone. Wow. Except to love one another. And then he goes on to say, for the one who loves has fulfilled the law. This is really how to fulfill the law. And Jesus obviously has said this time and time again, as he is being questioned by the leaders of the church of his time, you know, what are the commandments? What's the greatest, what's the greatest commandment? And Paul points it out. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no evil. You know, and so we see evil being done in the world by others. This isn't evil being done by God. God is all love. This is evil being done by people who are not loving, but who are the wicked, like Ezekiel is trying to correct but we certainly do see evil happening in the world today. And that is because they are not following God's plan. They're not following God's love. They're not acting in a sense of love. They're acting in a sense of self, selfishness, power, control, greed. All of these vices are what lead to that evil, to that wickedness. But Paul reminds the people, love does no evil to the neighbor. And certainly there were laws in his day that would maybe allow to do something against your neighbor if they offended you, if they stole from you, you know, an eye for an eye, two for the tooth. And Jesus's law is different. No, we love. We respond with love. Love is the fulfillment of the law. And Love is really why, here we go again, God so loved the world. That's why I think that is such the key scripture in all of the Bible. It again comes up to God's love. God's love is why Jesus came as an infant, the incarnation with the willingness and the yes of the Blessed Virgin Mary that he would become man to come, to engage with us, to get to know us, to be human and to be divine fully, and yet to be able to suffer and die for us out of pure love. That is the only reason, because God is love. And here we hear from the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is talking a little bit about how do we deal with one another? You know, because there were these these traditions and these laws, man's laws that were uh, that that didn't support this total sense of love, 
And so if a, and so Jesus is even giving a couple of different levels. One is the first level of just one-on-one. If you've got a disagreement with somebody one-on-one, let's work it out together. And he even uses this word, if he listens to you, So there's this sense of hearing, of listening, of being attentive to one another, not just rashly looking at the situation without just being together and listening to one another. What's going on here? Why do we have this disagreement in the first place? Let's get to know one another one-on-one. And I just want to stop there because I thought, okay, we have the greatest disagreement in original sin that we, through the ancestors of Adam and Eve, our ancestors, we have have this original sin, this tendency, this concupiscence to sin. And so how is God going to heal that completely? That is the greatest rupture between man and God. And so he takes this first step of being one-on-one with us, that in the incarnation, Jesus becomes man and is divine. He can connect with us directly, directly. He can even feel what we feel and experience pain and suffering, joy and sorrow, crying, joyfully shouting, celebrating all of the different emotions. He can experience that one-on-oneness that Jesus is pointing out to his disciples. Get one-on-one when when somebody goes astray. Before this reading in the Gospel of Matthew, we hear about the one sheep, one out of a hundred that goes astray, that the master will go and search for and define because we want to make sure that they are all in the fold. And if there's one at jeopardy, then that one is the most important right now. You all are taken care of, okay? But that one, that wicked one, the one that's going outside, we need to bring that one in with love. And that love guides that one-on-one connection. And I think that's just so beautiful that that one-on-one, the Lord connects with us, has a relationship with us. It's not a far off, distant, it's a one-on-one relationship. And then Jesus is saying, well, if that doesn't work and you've got a real feisty one here, persistent and persnickety and maybe truly wicked and maybe truly is never going to turn. And that certainly can be the case. We certainly see those greedy, power hungry, ego centered people in history and in our own lives that just won't. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Their hearts are so hardened, but we don't give up. But we continue to turn that person and that situation over to the Lord. So the Lord says, bring a few more people together. Let's 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 talk together as a small community. And if that doesn't work, let's go to the authority of the church. And if that doesn't work, then there are going to be outside as a tax collector or a Gentile, but we still have love. We still have love. And then it, it, it's shifts. The, the gospel reading is interesting because we have this kind of different steps to work with a, um, a dispute or a conflict. And then Jesus is talking about prayer. And so I just want to close with this thought about prayer and how important it is to pray. 
to pray as a community. Yes, we can be at home. We can be in our little prayer corner and we can pray quietly. And we should, you know, we should take that time as an individual, certainly as a couple, if you're married in your family life, praying before meals, praying in the morning, praying in the evening, praying in the noonday. Yes. But there's something about us gathering outside in community, in our places of worship for prayer. That's why I love every year we host an an event. It's coming up on October 7th this year. It's called the Rosary Bowl. And it's very powerful to have all of these people come from different parts of the state and they come together, different ages, different vocations, different understandings of the faith, but we come together in prayer, in worship of God, in praying together for our greatest needs. There is a power in that prayer and really being vulnerable to community prayer for where two or three are gathered together in my name. Here's, here's the kicker. It isn't just two or three are gathered. He says, there am I in the midst of them. So that as we gather in prayer, there is the Lord and the Lord directs us to the father through the power of the Holy Spirit. Those of you who are have entrusted yourself to, to Jesus through Mary and have made a formal Marian consecration. Maybe you've made a consecration to St. Joseph. Maybe you've made a, a beautiful consecration to your holy angels. You know, with them, with those intercessors, Mary, Joseph, the angels, to Jesus, we are going. And eventually we go to the father, the father and I are one. Jesus is that mediator to the father, to God, the father. And, and, and we hear Jesus talking to his father. So as we come together with our patron saints, with our guardian angel, with our blessed mother to Jesus, we, we take our petitions, we take our greatest needs, we take our joys, we take our sufferings to the father. There am I in the midst of them. Know that Jesus is with you. Know the presence and, and even if you don't feel the presence, well, I don't feel his presence. Well, that's just a feeling. No. What does your faith tell you? Here's Jesus's words. There am I in the midst of them. So let's gather together in prayer. Let us gather brothers and sisters and call upon the name of the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Have a very blessed week. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.